Hello, and welcome to What Goes Bump in the Night. Hello, and welcome to What Goes Bump the Night. My name is Riley Clark, and alongside me today, I have a very special co-host. Trevor Johnson. Just kidding, I'm Jenna. (laughs) (laughs) His fiance, soon-to-be wife, is joining me today because Trevor is sick and sounds like a butthole today. He really does. (laughs) (laughs) So, so, to save you from listening to me in a butthole, I have Jenna (laughs) along with me. And today, we are going to be talking about one of the most famous and legendary hauntings paranormal stories pretty much in the u.s uh and that is the bell witch have you heard of the story before i brought it up to you today uh no but i've heard of the blair witch which i isn't it based off of the bell Witch? it's inspired by it there's okay. many many films that have been inspired by it that's the blair witch uh bell witch haunting uh, which was made in 2004, 2005. An American Haunting uh, was made on it. 2007, Bell Witch the Movie. 2008, The Bell Witch Legend. 2013, The Bell Witch Haunting. And 2020, The Mark of the Bell Witch. So it's inspired a lot of supernatural films over the years. Many paranormal investigators have been to the Bell Witch Cave, uh, which is in Tennessee, uh, which is where this legend is based out of. Um, the The cave is not technically exactly where the story takes place, but it's very close to it, and there's actually an exact replica of the Bell Witch farmhouse on that property at the cave. So that's pretty interesting. Uh, the Bell Witch Cave Ghost Adventures has been there, and like I said, many other paranormal experts have gone to the caves to try to see if the witch does indeed exist. Y'all better do a skit. We might. We might. We'll see. We'll see. Do you think the Bell Witch was real? Uh, Off the bat of what I know, I think there's definitely some truth in this legend, but I don't know exactly if it could be true, because there are some things in this legend, as we're going to find out, that just kind of don't really make sense in the world of paranormal and i guess just the sense of it just sounds like a story yes so to give you a little roundabout of the bell witch uh this started in the 19th century uh in the 1800s according to legend from 1817 to 1821 is when the start of the paranormal activity would incur Uh, But before we get to that, we're actually going to touch bases on what led the Bell family to end up in what was formerly known as Red River, now known as Adams, Tennessee. So the Bell family was looking to make a better life for themselves. So they moved from North Carolina to Tennessee, and along with them was another family, the Bates they would then move to the Red River area, and the Bates family would come to some financial strains due to Katie Bates' husband. I forget her name. 
his name, sorry, uh, becoming paralyzed and unable to work on the farm. So in need of money, they sold a lot of their property to John Bell, who then would later on buttons is joining us in this episode as well so no 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 we're not doing that (laughs) so john bell would then buy this property from the bates and the bates would attestedly become upset with him because they believe that he robbed them not giving them the worth of their land so their relationship would become strained over the course of history. And we'll jump into some of the paranormal aspects of this story because it starts off right away. In 1817, it is said that John Bell would go on a hunting expedition on his many acres of farm. On this hunting expedition, he would then see a dog-like creature with the head of a rabbit and a face of a man. See, when I heard that in the video that you sent me to watch, it just made me feel, like sound like a skinwalker. Yeah, Maybe? I mean, potentially. Like, we are in the South here, so, you know. And they did say that they might have thought that their their house was built on Native land and got disrupted. Like, a burial plot got disrupted. Disrupted. Get kicked out, everyone. <laughs> Bye, B. Okay. Now that he's out of the way. That <laughs> <laughs> um, they said that it could have been disruptive on Native land. Yes, and there were actually Native burial grounds on this property. So could there be something more demonic or who knows with Indian culture? We all know that there can be some potentially dark spirits and dark energies that possibly could have been brought up because of these these burial grounds and We'll later find out what happens to some of these. But upon seeing this creature, um, John Bell would then take a shot at it. Of course, being a hunter, he's like, I'm going to kill whatever the hell that is. So he shoots it. And yes, Trevor, since he is in the comments today, a multitude of different creatures would be seen on the farm um, by slaves that John Bell owned, by his children, by... You know, the many different people that would visit the farm would so, see these creatures. Oh, so they would see them, so it wouldn't just be John Bell and just be like, hey, I saw this creature, like, look out. But do you think that they physically saw it, or do you think that he just imprinted it in their heads, look out for this thing, and they would see it in the hot sun? I I don't know. Like, you got to remember back then, too, a lot of people weren't educated, right? Yeah. They, they couldn't read. They couldn't write. They had probably super minor levels of schooling, if none at all. Yeah. So who knows really what they believe, what they saw, right? If they see a big bird, maybe it's an eagle. They've never seen an eagle before, and that's all it is. Who knows? A big black dog, maybe it was a a wolf wolf or something. (laughs) I don't know. A coyote. I don't. Well, I don't know. Is there coyotes in Tennessee? Yes. Okay. I don't know if there's wolves there, but I know for sure there's got to be coyotes. And then moving on with uh, these paranormal events. So after the the sighting of this 
dog creature. I'm going to call it a hellhound because that's kind of what I get out of it. You know, dark wolf creature, like, it just makes me think of a hellhound since yeah. it fits the darkness of the story. The children of the Bell family, Jesse, Benjamin, Drury, John Jr., Esther, Zadik, Elizabeth, also known as Betsy. She's a very key par- character to this story. Richard and Joel. Uh, they would all begin to hear what sounded like scratching one night outside of the house. Sounded like something was craw- pawing at the, you know, the walls and things like that. And over the course of the next year, these paranormal events would start to magnify and they would get larger and more abrupt. Yeah, uh, they said that the rats would go crazy. Yeah, so the, the children would say then that they would hear rats gnawing on their bedposts. Esther is not a great name. I'm sorry for anyone who has their grandma named Esther, but no. That is a super old name. It's super old. <laughs> they can be left in the 1800s. Very much so. <laughs> um, but as these events would pick up, then the spirit of whatever it is, they don't know at this point, would start to become a little more vocal I would say, and speaking to them. And it would sing in hums and it would recite Bible verses. And I believe at one point it said, I am like from heaven, hell, earth. I'm from everywhere. I'm part of everything. And I've been around for like millions of years. I don't have the exact quote in front of me, but something to that nature. And as these paranormal events would continually ramp up and become I would say more violent because Betsy would soon be the focal of attacks though it also did focus a lot of its attacks on John and the poltergeist did not like John for some strange reason she just hated John yes and it goes back to the a lot of people say to Katie Bates because there's a weird part in this story because it was attacking, you know, John so much. Tommy! <laughs> what up, bro? Um, it would... Oh, you got you got me all lost in my Wait, thoughts now. Did you say that the neighbor's last name was Bates? Uh, no, the neighbor's names was actually Johnson. That's where I was trying to go with this. Oh, Thank you. Johnson. I was... Yes, he would, because of these paranormal events uh, and John being part of the church, he made his family keep all of this quiet because, I mean, just a hundred years earlier were the Salem witch trials and people were getting burned alive at the stake and killed for being a witch. And if you're part of this christian community and you're saying hey i have a ghost speaking to me (laughs) (laughs) we love you tommy we love you but uh they wanted to keep this all secret so he would invite his neighbors to come spend the night and his neighbor would spend the night the the johnsons and they too would hear the spirit speak to them Mm -hmm. and I believe Johnson also got smacked across the face, which is what Betsy was experiencing almost on a daily. There's also a story with Betsy 
that her she woke up with her hair tied to the bedpost. But then yet again, she has brothers. Yeah, so it could have been one of the brothers playing a prank. I have brothers, and one of them duct taped me to a chair once. So. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? It could have been the witch. We, we're not sure. <laughs> but, again, Johnson would have these experiences, and then the blow-up of this story would start to happen. People would come from miles around to come experience this for themselves at this house. Which kind of surprised me because, like, I felt like back then nobody believed in that kind of stuff. Right. I don't I don't think anyone wanted to believe that kind of stuff back then. I don't think anyone really realized what that kind of stuff was either because going back to Betsy, didn't they say that um, she would get, like, stabbed, like, pinpoint, like, pokes in, like, her body and stuff? Yeah. So it was kind of like a voodoo doll was being used on her was what it sounded like because of the things that <laughs> the things that they were explaining that was happening to her sounded like someone was doing a voodoo ritual on her and like using her. <laughs> My cat is being crazy today. He wants to be part of this episode so bad. But you know what I mean, though? Like, the things that they were explaining that happened to her just sounded like someone was using a voodoo doll. I mean, that's potential. There's also theories that Katie Bates was a witch, and she was conjuring some type of entity or spirit to basically, because she believed John Bell wronged her family, that is you know why she hated him so much there was no one else in the town that hated him more than katie she was the one spreading all these rumors that he had extorted a little girl slave child and sold her so the 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 town started to believe that he was a bad guy katie was oh katie was a witch even though from there are records of her she was not a witch it just happened that Whatever spirit was at the Bell's home said that Katie Wh- Katie B- Bates was I I forget it what it is when a, a witch uses some type of like entity to do their practices for them like whatever spell they're doing right or, yeah like I I forget what that's actually called but it's it's believed that you know because this witch was saying that her name was Katie that people just thought that Katie was a witch and she actually would end up dying later in time of course and no one attended her funeral because everyone thought she was a witch yeah companion thank you it's super easy I thought it was something different but yeah companion I don't know like this just some of this like stuff that happened to John like I told you, like, we laughed about this earlier about the shoes in the bed and how they just ripped off one day. Like, what if it was his wife just yanking them off? (laughs) Right. I mean, there's a lot of things in this story, like, you know, the weird noises and stuff and the voice that you can hear. But it just seems like it became more of an attraction than anything back then to come to this house and have some type of weird interaction with something that no one understood. Right. But then it's like, I don't know, like wouldn't people back in that day also 
be hung from believing that stuff. That's why right. I'm so confused on well, why I became such a tourist attraction to come to this house. But if you have multiple people coming into the house and saying, oh my God, I heard a voice and it told me this and it told me that. And some people even, they believe back then, believe that they thought it was some type of blessing. Thanks. <laughs> so like... <laughs> I I don't like it's so hard because obviously I mean this is over a 200 year old story what's true what isn't not much of it was even written down until like 1896 when a guy who wasn't even alive wrote a book about it (laughs) and all the other records before that that were basically told were from the Bell family's descendants retelling the story what happened to you know Betsy Bell and John Bell who We almost forgot this. This is a huge, huge point to this story because this is what makes it, I think, the biggest legend in the United States is it's actually the first account of a paranormal accused death in history. It is believed that the witch, the Bell Witch, killed John Bell in his sleep. Now, mind you, John Bell was 70 years old when he died. 70 years old in 1800s is a a very long life. So could have just been old age, but they did find a black residue liquid in a vial next to his bed. What was it called? Arsenic. Arsenic which back then was used a lot in many suicides and murder attempts because it couldn't be traced. It was just a liquid and it kills you. And it's kind of mythical when you throw it in a fire because it's said that the Bell family took this liquid because they weren't sure what it was. (laughs) (laughs) And they... What, they gave it to a cat and it died yeah, two days they later? They, no, they, the cat died the next day. Like, they let they gave a little bit to a cat and then it just died the next day. That's how they figured out that it was arsenic. And then they put it in a fire and it... The blue. Blue flames. Blue flames. This is just like, what? <laughs> Not a cat. It does sound <laughs> yummy. I want some of it. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, we're, there's... Sorry we're jumping around with this story a lot. It's it's really hard to keep track yeah. of like where it all goes because it really could go any way because in between that 1817 and 1821, there isn't like a total timeline. I guess there's a agreed upon timeline, but I really, how much of that is really agreeable? There was right. a point in the story where uh, Betsy is proposed to by her childhood childhood friend and it said that Kate did not like that Kate did not like that she was going to haunt that man for the rest of his life if he married her and Betsy decided no I can't marry you and he literally dipped down said later became a sheriff then started a railroad company with his brother so that man was a huge success. Betsy, your loss. She and she ended up going for her creeper childhood teacher, <laughs> Mr. Powell, who weirdly fell an attraction for her at a very young age. 
And when which she was, became of age, which wasn't unnormal back then. Yeah, it was super normal, but now that you look at nowadays, you're just he was like, a pedophile. <laughs> he was a pedophile. He just happened to wait till she was of age to marry. I guess. And mysteriously, his wife just happens to die. Disappear. This, yeah, I think she just disappeared, disappeared. right? <laughs> yeah, I think she just disappeared. <laughs> just disappears, and then, boom, he marries Betsy. And then Kate was all like, oh... Okay, you know I don't have to haunt that other man anymore. Yeah, so it was super weird. It's it just really strange to me too how this witch is all of a sudden like har- from years of harming this family to oh my gosh you fell in love I'm so happy like yeah. that makes no sense to me at all. She had like a weird obsession with Betsy, like just Betsy out of the kids, but hated John, which that didn't make any sense to me. No. It, there's so many spots in this story to where I'm like, uh, this is true cool. Love it's a true love story, yeah. <laughs> Brought together by a witch. <laughs> there's just there's so many like cracks. Like there's a point where it's said that. Uh, but then, what the? If you really think about it, though, he also like traded and sold a lot of slaves. So one of his slaves could have creeped in in the middle of the night and killed him that's what i'm thinking too i think that totally like i i I can't account for all the paranormal stuff right that could have totally been happening but like when it comes to him dying like he was an old man maybe he pissed off a slave and it was like i mean we were approaching the civil war at that time thing was we're at a huge civil unrest between blacks and whites i mean this was the south but Things were getting hasty, you know. The the North was pushing on, you know, trying to make one sovereign union and all of those things. So there's there's many things. And there was a, a time where Andrew Jackson himself was said to visit the home because of all of these reports of paranormal activity. And it is said that when he approached the home with his comrades, their buggy mysteriously stopped and wouldn't move and it wasn't stuck we'll get you one buddy we'll get you one. Oh, i'm not wearing mine Oops. <laughs> the leopard okay <laughs> we'll get you one tommy no worries you'll get a shirt speaking of that a little later in the episode probably towards the end here we'll uh we'll be announcing a pretty sweet giveaway that we have coming too so Ooh, stay tuned to be a for part that. of that yeah, yeah, you can because it's episode 95 and we're only freaking five episodes away from 100 now, which I is insane. I just want to say how proud I am of you guys, of how far you guys have come. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It's very great. You guys should also check out their merch store. Yeah. Links <laughs> links down below. <laughs> so now the promo is done. <laughs> uh, Andrew Jackson's buggy was, you know, stuck. It wasn't stuck in the mud. It wasn't. They they couldn't they couldn't move they couldn't move they couldn't move the buggy the horses couldn't draw it like there was just the, something like holding on to it and they just couldn't not explain it leave. yeah um they then said okay we'll walk the rest of the way so they walked the way rest of the way to the farmhouse and set up their tents and in that night nothing really happened nothing really happened at all mm-hmm. and it said that one of his uh, soldiers was out by the fire mocking 
the spirit, right? He said, I won't do anything because I'm a witch tamer. I got this silver bullet and it can't do anything. It's scared for me to kill it. He was a witch hunter, so he would hunt the witches. And then a voice came through and was like, I'm going to haunt you. And then he freaking <laughs> lost it and ran, and no one ever heard from him again. But then their buggy was able to move. Ta-da! <laughs> yeah, next day, buggy's good, and I I pretty much think that Andrew Jackson was like, we're out of here, screw this, this place is wild. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, no, how do you, good job. <laughs> get up, get up, horse, get up, get up, get up, get up. You would understand what I was talking about. <laughs> um, but this is also weird because uh, Andrew Jackson's movements in history are very, very well documented at this time. Mm-hmm. And it is never noted that he ever visited the Bell Home. See, that's why, like, I also, like, I believe it, but I don't believe it at the same time. It's because he was the freaking president. And not at this time. Oh, he was not a, at this he time? was the general at this time. Oh, my fault. He was a general. He was soon to become president. I didn't pay enough attention in government class. <laughs> Don't come for me. He became president in 1824. So shortly after okay, the okay. the the events kind of slowed Hello. down, which is also weird to me because there's yeah. a point in the story where the witch says, "I'll come back in 35 years," and then apparently she does. I, I forget which son it was, but it was one of it was like uh, the John fi- Jr. John Jr. Yep, John Jr. Okay, so the witch did come and visit John Jr. later in history, and I believe that's actually documented in a Bible they found in the home as well. Uh, I think his name was Ben Bell, and he was the fifth grandson of John Bell, and he was wondering why so much activity was going around when they found a Bible from 1820. And in that document, it does mention demon mm-hmm. in the document. So that is interesting. Didn't I think the bell name was still living on that they it, had? It like, is still people... living on to this day. Yeah, that's why I didn't. I thought like the kids died like early on because that's kind of, I don't know, that's kind of what I got, but Not I was yet. wrong. <laughs> they are still descendants to this family. So if you're part of the bell family and you're watching this, stuff. let us come to your farm. <laughs> Because I would love to investigate these caves. Because, like, at the same time, as much as I don't believe in the story, I also believe that there could have been paranormal things happening. Because it doesn't necessarily have to be the witch, right? It could be anything. Like, there was... uh, I mentioned this earlier, and I said I was going to touch bases on it again. There was a point in the story where the witch says, um, I'm a spirit from the past who lost my tooth on this property. And they actually dug all over the property because there were burial sites, and that was these Indian burial sites. Well, what if that just stirred up more stuff? Yep. Because I do believe that if you disrupt, like, a Native American burial ground or anything that is sacred, your ass is in trouble. (laughs) Oh, definitely. I think if you disturb any type of burial ground, you're in a world of hurt because... For one, you don't know what's guarding it. And yep. two, you don't know what kind of things that person may have practiced. Or what they're capable of. <laughs> or what they're capable of. Or how much energy is actually stored there. or You just don't know. You just don't know. I mean, hell, we go to graveyards all the time. And shit 
happens. Like, you're going to find out very soon. We have a video vlog probably going to come out next week instead of a podcast episode. So keep that in mind. Uh, I got a little sneak peek of it. It's great. It's freaking it's crazy, and we <laughs> caught some really cool stuff. So, I mean, there's there's so much, like, like want for me to eventually go down here one day and right. investigate. I think really all that's left is the cave. I don't know if you can – you I might don't... be able to go to, like, the property and go, like, look at the monument that's there. But you might not be as cool as the Ghost Adventures and be able to go in there. Yeah, I don't think I would <laughs> – I don't think I'm cool enough <laughs> to get exclusive access to the cave and be able to investigate it. You have to be on a Rasta. I'm just kidding. Um, like, this story continues on into the, the 20th century, too. Yeah. Um, like, we're talking some of the more recent descendants telling stories from when they were at the property, living at the house, that their grandmother's like china cabinet stuff would fly across the room and shit but nothing would break it would but all nothing stay would break intact. so i mean that's pretty crazy <laughs> like there, there's there's so many different things in this story that just they do scream paranormal but it's just like how much do you want to believe in this story because there's so many different things that could have just been made up over the years <laughs> is that a promise I hope it's a promise <laughs> like I believe like I'm a firm believer that spirits are able to attach themselves to objects definitely and if you move that object from where they're it's going to follow it and yeah it's and it's said it. that when they removed this bible from the property that had the letter in it mm -hmm. that all the paranormal activity stopped because he's like, I, I couldn't do it anymore. But was that just the Bell family trying to put an end to the legend? The end of the curse. But it doesn't seem like they wanted to end because a lot of them have been on television shows. Uh, one of the descendants owns the property that the cave is on. Oh. So, I mean, they're, they're still connected to the right. legend regardless if they want to be or not. It's like they, they wanted to stop, but they don't want to stop. I mean, for me, it would be kind of cool to, like, be part of a family that had a legend like that. And, and yeah. a legend that you could track, like, a family history you can track back to the 1800s, even 1700s. Because it goes back, because John Bell was John Bell Jr. Mm -hmm. He was, he had a father, John Bell Sr. So, and I bet you his dad was named John Bell. <laughs> Everyone was named John Bell. <laughs> For some reason, John Jr. was named John Jr. after, like, the fourth child. Yeah. <laughs> the fourth boy. <laughs> but, yeah, I, there's, like, some parts in this story that I believe is true, and then some I think that they just are, like, tall-tailing it, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, how could you not tall-tail it? To like, make the legend go on. Right, especially when you get all these movies that yep. are inspired by it, books, like, so many things... And are just inspired by a legend like this. And, like, it's the only story that, like, I think, like, is could people want her to be a real witch? You know what I mean? Like, if there's any story out there that involves a witch, like, you want it to be this one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, I think it's pretty cool. 
I think it's pretty cool. Because, like, I, like, have learned some stuff about witches, but not much. Like, I didn't really know about, like, I never watched any movies about this. Like, I just heard of it and, like, kind of heard the explanation, I guess, of what the Bell Witch was. But, yeah. I just, I, for some reason, thought it was an actual person, not a poltergeist. Yeah, it's totally based around just a witch who wasn't actually a witch, but maybe it was just a ghost saying that it was this person. But I don't know. Yeah, I, don't I don't know. know. There's there's so many like head twisters and t- turns. It, like you can see how the story like could totally get twisted over the generations and generations that it was told by mouth before I think it was like 35, 40 years later someone finally wrote down the legend. And it's like the game telephone. Someone, yeah, sooner or later, it's someone's going to get messed up. It's just a giant game of telephone that dates back 200 years. But there's also old newspaper clippings and things that yep. s- talk about this story <laughs> as it was like such a big deal because so many, like I said, like we said earlier, it was a tourist attraction in the 1800s for people to experience the paranormal which at that time was crazy (laughs) like it's just like that's another part of the story it's just like why did so many people get this crazy urge to go i'm gonna go speak to this voice in the air like but witches are bad and we should hang them but let me go talk to this poltergeist everything's fine type of thing (laughs) but does it prove ghosts are real it's the oldest story that's true. Involving a ghost. Almost as old as our nation itself. Oh, I just read that. Joel Egbert Bell was the youngest and last surviving child of John and Lucy Bell Sr. So he's the one that kept everything on. Uh, yep. So he's the one that kept telling and retelling the story. Yep. It's just there's so many different things like I mean we're talking mythical creatures we're talking ghosts we're talking witches like everything a paranormal lover would want to be in a story is in one story and the fact that there is some factual historical evidence regarding the story too makes it so much like interesting and like there's so many people out there that try to solve this story using science mathematics like history and they still can't explain it can we explain it no i don't think we'll ever be able to explain it i think the only way to explain it would be to go to the cave yourself and try to experience the witch road trip road trip honeymoon road trip so there's a venmo (laughs) down below (laughs) if you could just like send us five bucks or a dollar help us go investigate some awesome places because let me tell you people it is not free to rent out historically haunted places i think if every one of your subscribers on spotify and if you just have them on youtube they all send a dollar adds up adds up it adds adds up up. people imagine if we had a dollar for every download Mm. you guys would have a lot of money we'd be (laughs) rolling in the dough But I think we've covered about as much as a story as there possibly could be to cover without, like, diving in too much of, like, who said this and who said that. Because there's t- 
plenty of that in this story. We could always come back and do another episode on it as well, and I think that's a total possibility. Um, Because I think even as history progresses, more and more things are coming out with this story, and some of it more historically accurate that you know maybe wasn't found till recently. Yep. So who knows? There's lots to find out with this story. But before we end this episode, I have tons of great things to talk about. We're only about 1,500 plays away from the big goal of 10,000, which we said at the beginning of the year. We were giving you the whole year to reach 10,000. And we're only four, four, almost five months into the year, and you're about to blow our goal away. So, with that being said, I'm going to be right back because we're about to debut something great. A listener, a friend, made for us. I'm going to hopefully be able to get it to do something real quick. I just got to do this. Got to charge it. (laughs) I just got to charge it up. So doing this live on the air so you can see it hopefully it'll do it its job but we're going to be giving away oh it's too still too bright it's still too bright but oh my gosh away (laughs) this shirt which glows in the dark this voodoo doll glows in the dark it's so cool it's so freaking cool shout out to our great friend Paige, who's going to be making this for us they're going to be extremely limited meaning this could be the only one out there besides that one because that's mine (laughs) extremely limited and the only way you're going to be able to win this is by giving us a comment on this video hold up let me go to my phone let me comment every comment on this video will get you an entrance into the contest we're going to make it super easy for people to to join it and that's going to go for every single episode from here till we reach 10,000. Our ultimate goal is if we can reach 10,000 by the time we reach episode 100, that would be freaking awesome. Um, But yeah, Tom, you're definitely in the contest already. Trevor, you're not because you're part of the show. So Uh (laughs) (laughs) that would be cheating. But technically what's mine is his, right? Is that how that goes? (laughs) So I, I think just remember that if you comment in a live stream or after the live stream, we'll tally you up. Um, I'll also be doing other ways to enter the contest on our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. So be on the lookout for our social media ways to enter the contest. Um, but I think the greatest way would be to you know, comment on our video and show us some love that way because it actually yes. does help in the YouTube algorithm. Also- and then... Of course, episode 100 being one of our biggest episodes ever where we will be giving out Bumpies! Yes, Bumpies. They are coming. And the topics for this year are best skit, best creepypasta, most popular episode, bumpiest haunted location, Creepiest SCP creature and the bumpiest vlog. And there could be many more that we add to this as time goes. So, 
the one that I didn't mention is for our, our number one fan. Yes, you, the listener. I'm pointing at you. I'm pointing in your ears right now. You will have a chance to win your very own Bumpy. Like we said in the last episode, we might be giving it to you in person if you live locally. We could be mailing it to you. It's going to come in a very, very special package. One that you might be frightened to open, and I promise you that. But you could win a very own Bumpy. And to enter that, you'll have to go check out our Facebook page later on tonight. I will be posting a little giveaway way to like enter that. So, not just one contest, but two contests coming your way. It's a great time. To be a what goes bump in the night fan. To be in the night crew. Night crew, I'm sorry. <laughs> wow, wow, I'm uncultured. <laughs> so if you love being in the night crew and you want the one and only bumpy award that will be given to our wonderful night crew listeners and number one night crew listener (laughs) which will be decided completely at random because you're all number one in my book so again be looking on our social media pages for that and you can find us on spotify youtube of course every freaking thursday make sure you get that freaking hashtag thursday bumps out there and let's make it a top trending hashtag uh spotify apple i probably said those already you freaking know where to listen to us you should by now and if you don't i don't know how you're listening to us but remember folks to keep your ears and eyes open for what really goes bump in the night bye bye